Your presence is damaging. In 2013, two psychologists invited pairs of strangers into a small room and asked them to engage in conversation. To smooth the process, the psychologist suggested a topic. Why not discuss an interesting event that happened to you over the past month? Some of the pairs talked while a smartphone sat idle nearby, while for others the phone was replaced by a paper notebook. Every pair bonded to some extent, but those who grew acquainted in the presence of the smartphone struggled to connect. They described the relationships that formed as lower in quality and their partners as less empathetic and trustworthy. Phones are disruptive by their mere existence, even when they aren't in active use. They're distracting because they remind us of the world beyond the immediate conversation, and the only solution, the researchers wrote, is to remove them completely. Smartphones aren't the only culprits. Bennett Foddy has played thousands of video games but refuses to play World of Warcraft. Foddy is a brilliant thinker with dozens of interests. He works as a game developer and professor at New York University's Game Center. Foddy was born and lived in Australia where he was the bassist in an Australian band called Cut Copy, which released several best-selling singles and won a string of Australian music awards, until he moved first to Princeton University and then to Oxford University to study philosophy. Foddy has immense respect for WoW, as it's known, but won't play it himself. I take it as part of my job to play all the culturally significant games, he said, but I didn't play that one because I can't afford the loss of time. I know myself reasonably well, and I suspect it probably would have been difficult for me to shake. WoW may be one of the most addictive behavioral experiences on the planet. It's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game with millions of players from around the world who create avatars that roam across landscapes, fight monsters, complete quests, and interact with other players. Half of all players consider themselves addicted. An article in Popular Science described WoW as the obvious choice when searching for the world's most addictive game. There are support groups with thousands of members, and more than a quarter of a million people have taken the free online World of Warcraft addiction test. In 10 years, the game has grossed more than $10 billion and attracted more than 100 million subscribers. If they formed a nation, it would be the 12th biggest on Earth. WoW players choose an avatar which represents them as they complete quests in a virtual world called Azeroth. Many players band together to form guilds, teams of allied avatars, which is part of what makes the game so addictive. It's hard to sleep at night when you know three of your guildmates in Copenhagen, Tokyo and Mumbai are on an epic quest without you. As we chatted, I was struck by Foddy's passion for games. He believes without a doubt that there are net force for good in the world, yet still refuses to sample the charms of Azeroth for fear of losing months or years of his life. Games like WoW attract millions of teens and young adults, and a considerable minority, up to 40%, develop addictions. Several years ago, a computer programmer and a clinical psychologist joined forces to open a gaming and internet addiction center in the woods, near Seattle. The center, named Restart, houses a dozen or so young men who are addicted to WoW or one of a handful of other games. Restart tried admitting a small group of women, but many internet addicts also develop sex addictions, so cohabitation became a major distraction. Computers have never before had the memory to run games like WoW, which are much faster, more immersive and less clunky than the games of the 20th century. They allow you to interact with other people in real time, a huge part of what makes them so addictive. Technology has also changed how we exercise. 
Fifteen years ago, I bought an early model Garmin exercise watch, a mammoth rectangular device somewhere between a watch and a wrist weight. It was so heavy that I had to carry a water bottle in my other hand to balance its weight. It lost its GPS signal every couple of minutes, and battery life was so limited that it was useless on long runs. Today, there are cheaper, smaller wearable devices that capture every step. That's miraculous, but also a recipe for obsession. Exercise addiction has become a psychiatric specialty because athletes are constantly reminded of their activity and even more so their inactivity. People who wear exercise watches become trapped in a cycle of escalation. 10,000 steps may have been the gold standard last week, but this week it's 11,000. Next week, 12,000, and then 14,000. That trend can't continue forever, but many people push through stress fractures and other major injuries to seek the same endorphin high that came from a much lighter exercise load.